Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another solo episode of Modern Chiropractic Mastery. Today, I'm bringing you the business potpourri show. We did a marketing one. Uh, a month or two ago, and just some questions that come up, you know, coaching calls, masterminds, Facebook groups, uh, people have good questions or topics, and I wanted to touch on about six of them, uh, six or seven of them today, and uh, just uh, little little nuggets of things, little, you know, one's a tip, we'll start right out. Um, Darcy Sullivan, who is our resident SEO expert, talked about how Google Hours now plays a role in Google search, and uh, for instance, if someone were to Google chiropractor near me or, or something, some derivative of that, and it was 5 p.m. on Tuesday and you closed at 1 o'clock, they're going to direct uh, to chiropractic offices that are open at 5 o'clock on Tuesday at that time that they are uh, searching. So not a lot you can do about that. You know, your hours are your hours, but if you have very limited hours, it could impact your Google search, um, but you can't. You can't really finagle that in any way, but just wanted to give you a little update on on that. And we do have a, another episode coming up in a month or two with Darcy on all things new with Google and SEO. So right out of the gates, wanted to uh, touch on that. Another topic we've been diving a lot into, and it is that 2.0 number uh, from Greg Crabtree. For references, you can you can look at our past catalog, and we've had him on the episode, and we dove into this. He's kind enough to do a two-hour training for our mastermind group come in February. It's a Zoom training, and we're going to really dive into business financials even more there. But the 2.0 number is, you know, his whole thing is simple numbers 2.0. It's kind of the theme of his two books. And it's your overall labor costs. I'm going to keep it simple as it pertains to this. And you can definitely reference the podcast I had with him or read his book. But essentially, your 2.0 number, your overall labor cost is going to be a math situation. I'm just going to use easy, easy numbers. Let's say your, your revenue for a year in your business is 500, you 500,000. You would divide your overall labor cost, and I'll break that down in a second, to get that number. And so to be around 2.0, he says 1.9 to 2.1, but for the sake of argument, 2.0. That means your overall labor costs should be about $250,000 a year, right? So that's the math. 500,000 divided by 250,000 is 2.0. So to have a business, a, a, a chiropractic practice, and this is all businesses, but for the sake of our topic, to have a chiropractic practice, if your revenue is 500,000, it should be about $250,000 in overall labor costs. If it's too high, you're going to be it's going to be hard for you to be profitable like you should be. We know a lot of very busy, high revenue clinics that do not have the profits that it should, and they could be payroll heavy. On the flip side, if you're very payroll light, you might be running your team hot. You might be burning out your employees and you don't have enough team to sustain the business that you have. And so you got to be careful on that direction as well. Overall labor cost is going to be your payroll, uh, your you know your your employer's taxes if you've got benefits for them, 
all those, you know, if it's, if you match the 401k, uh, your pay, not your profit distribution, but what you do pay yourself. And one of the things he talks about is you need to pay yourself a competitive uh, salary of what it would cost to have a, a chiropractor run your practice without you. If you weren't treating patients, what would that be about? And that would be your overall labor costs. Now, I'd recommend if you know, if you outsource your billing instead of having it in-house, you probably want to put that number in there as well. If you have some independent contractors doing work for your business, not just your so your chiropractic independent contractor that we think of, but if you're, you know, if you're using a virtual assistant for some things in the office, or if you've got a social media person and you're paying them X amount per month, that is labor and that would count into your overall labor costs. Okay. So that is that 2.0 number. I wrote a blog on it. You can go to modernchiropracticmarketing.com. And in that, uh, why the $30,000 per month revenue practice is so important. Uh, that's the title. Uh, in there, I break down this 2.0 and I also break down uh, profit first. But the 2.0 number is very easy to, to um, grasp. And so many people are confused about business financials. I think if you read that blog I referenced on our website, you'll, get, you'll start to get a picture of how this all works. Like, how do I fit in my payroll costs with my other uh, expenses? And what should I have as profit? And you know, how much emergency savings should I have? And things like that. What, like this blog and what Greg Crabtree talks about in, in, on the podcast episode I had with him or in his books can really help you develop a strong and healthy practice and financially speaking. Okay. Next little topic is it's been in our Facebook a few times recently. There is a lot of Facebook scams going on. You're getting, everybody's getting these damn direct messages about your account. It's going to be shut down. It's all this crazy stuff. Those are scams. Ignore it. I highly recommend going into our Facebook group, Modern Chiropractic Marketing. And Josh Satterley was kind enough to, I think, comment on one of the posts or posts in there. You, you can kind of search his name in there. And he has a way of where you can uh, rectify that. So check that out. It's a lot easier for you to look at what he posted versus me trying to explain it because he has a nice little image that uh, shows what you need to do. So check that out if you're getting those, which it seems like at this point, everybody's getting it. Let's take a break from today's episode and announce our first sponsor. This is going to be Propel Marketing and Design. I've known Darcy Sullivan for years. We've worked hand in hand on my websites. I don't trust anybody else uh, to do this search engine optimization. She does a great job. There's there's so much to it. A lot of a lot of the lingo and the words are beyond my uh, comprehension, but it's just amazing work that she does. And if you're really going to get results with Google, you have to make sure your website is SEO optimized. And I really don't want you doing it yourself as a chiropractor. So I, you, you just have to have this type of stuff done. And if you're looking to get more organic online traffic that pulls in new patients, Propel Marketing and Design is currently offering chiropractors who listen to this podcast a free SEO website review. The free review will help you uncover methods that will improve your website and boost your search engine visibility. Head over to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor and schedule your free SEO website review. You won't regret it. She gets great results. Your website needs this. Your search results need this. Head on over there to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor to get your free SEO website review. 
All right, next topic. There's a post recently, and it's been something I've harped on a, a handful of times, and that is the the chiropractor, the rehab chiropractor that's doing 60-minute sessions one-on-one. And I have nothing against you at all other than I'm trying to help you make a legitimate business out of that model because it's it's an uphill battle. Um what ends up happening, it's it it become and I've talked to chiropractors. I used to do a lot more rehab, a lot more time with patients when I was 28, 30 years old. At some point, you're gonna be 45, you're gonna be 50. It's really hard to be spending one hour with a patient as a lone wolf, just you and not having a team around you. And my concern is that too many of the rehab chiropractors are doing 30 to 60 minute sessions are not charging enough or they're applying the wrong financial compensation model to it. They're trying to run an insurance or their cash rates are not high enough. And you have a very hard time ever getting out of that one-on-one and it, and it looks cool and it gets good results and it seems fun, but it's hard to avoid burnout in doing that model without a team around you for 15, 20, 30, 40 years of doing it. We need to have a path to have a team around you for you to focus on your unique ability. And even if, like, if I give you an example and you're doing 60 minute uh, visits with one, you know, you'll see physical therapists do 60 minutes, but they're usually doing three or four uh, for good or for bad. But Obviously, it's just like personal training. Like you see a lot of training go to group training. There's a reason why trainers have gone to group training because it becomes a numbers game and the financial math works to have a group class in fitness. The financial math works for physical therapists to see two to four people in an hour and charge appropriately. And their insurance model tends to, I can't say it across the board in every state and every plan, but it tends to compensate appropriately uh, for that. And so that physical therapist might have a $500 per hour capacity. They can see four people, they're getting reimbursed $100, $125 a visit, and that math works. For the rehab chiropractor that's doing one-on-one for an hour, um, if I asked you what's a high cash rate for that, someone might say $175, and many of you aren't even charging that much, but on the surface, 175 seems like a good amount, but with inflation, cost of uh, running a business, cost of your personal lives, cost of everything going up, being only able to make $175 an hour may seem okay if you're a lone wolf, but it really gets tricky if you start to want to expand into a bigger office and more rent to have a front desk person pay yourself six figures, which you deserve, which is a professional wage as a doctor that's gone through eight years of school. If you're going to be getting $175 an hour, there's not going to be a lot of meat on the bone uh, for you to hire rehab CAs to do the rehab, for you to focus on the exams and say whatever hands-on stuff that your license um, allows you to do. And it becomes a problem of spinning your wheels. And I don't want you to fall into that. Um, I believe now with, again, cost of running a business, cost of wages going up, cost of your personal lives, what you need to make as a professional living, 
we got to get into the 250. I mean, really get into the 300. I used to always say 250, almost like feeling like $300 an hour capacity. Like you're, it doesn't mean you're going to fill up every hour, every slot, but just to give you an idea in our practice, we've got a, you know, about a hundred dollar office visit average. Uh, we, we have a high cash rate and we have personal injury in Florida that pays pretty well. We're not a big PI, but it's enough to where it's kind of in, in, you know, increased our office visit average. And I can see five people in an hour with my team and myself. And so it's a $500 hourly capacity that my clinic has. And that has the margin. And we've had discussions about margin before to where I can hire, I can pay myself appropriately. I can have associates. I can have rehab CAs and have front desk to be able to provide a great experience and prevent myself. I'm in my 19, 19th year of practice from burning out, spending an hour really working hard with a patient each time um, and, and being able to maintain that. And so I just wanted to talk about that. I, I love you guys. I love, love the rehab DC. I just want you to figure out a model. And then on this, on the flip side of that, it's like, if you decide to charge a lot of money, $300 an hour for a session, and you decide you're not going to fall victim to the commoditization trap, or you're going to sell a large cash package for this, which um, I know that there's trends uh, towards that. Uh, we've kind of gotten back to it. We, we ran from it from the, the philosophical chiropractor selling huge care plans for six months and big money. And and we're kind of going back into that with the rehab model, which, which, is, which is fine, but you have to understand there's a big sales component to being able to charge a good amount of money to a particular patient for a session, whether it's 300 an hour for that one session or it's $5,000 for a, a package. There's a big sales component to that. And many of you evidence-based chiropractors um, don't want to be in the sales business either. We're, we're all in the sales business, but you don't want to be in, in the really kind of the, the hard, harder sales business. Not that it's hard selling, but that it's to get people to part with that kind of money is, is a different animal and you have to be willing to do that. And so I just wanted to talk about that. I'm going to kind of be touching on that a little bit more because I, I love you. I love you rehab DCs. And I just really want you to thrive and do well for many years, not just uh, when you're 28 and a, and a lone wolf, you, you need to be thinking long-term. Okay. Let's take a short break for one of our great sponsors, TrackStat. It is a new type of software plugin for your EHR that combines patient communication, marketing, automation, and statistics with patient and employee tracking. Built by chiropractors for chiropractors, it shows your team what to focus on each day. See patient visit habits, missing information, unpaid bills, insurance collection visit average, and more. Great visibility of data so you can focus on filling your office with your best patients. When you can see what your staff and patients are doing, or not doing, and take action accordingly, your profits naturally grow. Take TrackStat for a test drive in your office with our free trial. Not a techie, no problem, we can help. To get started on your free trial, visit trackstat.org and watch the demo. That is trackstat.org. All right, next one is marketing ad spend. So, someone asked how much, what percentage of your revenue should you spend on marketing? Um, there's the blanket 10% number that a lot of marketers will throw out there or business leaders will talk about you should spend 10% of 
of your revenue on marketing. And for most businesses, yeah, that that's about where it's at. I just don't like the blanket number of saying, oh, okay, I'm you know, generating $30,000 a month in revenue. I need to spend $3,000 a month on marketing or I'm not doing enough. If your marketing is consistent, creative, and very good, and you're doing community outreach and you're having a great patient experience that's really driving a lot of referrals, you can get away with it for less. And I, but I do think the mistake a lot of chiropractors have is they're at 0% or they're at like 0.5% on marketing. And that's not a good way of looking at it either. either. Um, we've been doing a lot of marketing in this practice since 2014. And for a very long time, I was at 3% and then the 5%. I would say now I'm getting close to the 8 to 10%, but it's been a slow build. And we're spending more money now on Google ads and even Facebook ads. Uh, we've been doing Google ads for a while, uh, but now we've added a little bit of a robust Facebook ads uh, to it. And so we're getting up there, um, but I'm also seeing the results. So I'm not afraid to spend 10% on marketing if I see the results, but I've worked my way towards that. We still create a lot of our own content, try to position ourselves as an expert. We do our videos each month and things like that to make uh, our marketing have more bang for its buck. And so that is the traditional, the 10%, but I would not just start spending 10% just because I said so or anybody else did. I would work your way to that, but I would definitely make sure that you are spending some money. Okay, next is commercial real estate. Is it good to buy my office space? Um, I was fortunate enough to do that in 2013. And it's been a very, very, very good thing for me. It's, it's helped drive more revenue and profits for my practice. And it's um, appreciated considerably for me in, in 11 years. And I'm very grateful for that. It was a very high risk at the time. Didn't have kids. Uh, I was willing to take that risk, but it, it just really worked out. But it's not always the best thing. I just, I'm not going to dive into it as a full topic. I probably should have a guest on at some point. But a couple things, I was having this conversation with a client. You don't want to sacrifice your practice for the real estate, meaning you don't want to get into some um, mortgage with all the property taxes and all the other things that come with it that's going to then really uh, impact your cash flow, right? If your rent at your place now is, you know, you got 1,800 square feet and your rent is 3,000 a month, and then you're going to try to buy a space that's 2,500 square feet. And it's going to end up costing you 6000 a month all in because the interest rates are high and there's a lot of different moving parts. Um, you don't want to make sure that that increase in 3000 a month is going to really impact your practice and, and really drain the cash flow of that. And so now you got this asset that, yeah, may appreciate, but you're struggling and you're building up debt in your practice because you're having cash flow issues. So you got to look at that. The other thing is, is like sometimes you may be okay and afford all the real estate. And that's not the problem, but you move into a different part of town and it's just not the same part of town. And now your practice starts to decrease in revenue. So that's a problem. Like you don't want to make a, a, a decision that's going to really impact the growth of your practice. So you got to look at all the angles. And the, the main point of me bringing this up is that overall commercial real estate, especially when your practice can pay the mortgage because you got to pay the rent anyway. And it is all lines up and is congruent like it has been for me and it has been for many chiropractors. It's amazing. 
but you got to make sure it really all lines up and that you're in a good part of town still. You've got a, the square footage that is not too little, not too much. I've seen people buy too little square footage and grow out of it, and that's hard. And I've seen people buy way too much more than they can handle, and that's a problem, and that creates cash flow issues. And so just make sure that the office real estate is going to is going to really help grow your practice and it's going to be a good asset for you. And that's when it's a great decision for you long-term for your business and for your retirement. Let's take a short break from our episode and let me tell you about this awesome company I personally use in my clinic, and that is ChiroUp. ChiroUp isn't your average online platform. It's the brainchild of chiropractors, doctors Tim Bertelsman and Brandon Steele, and it has grown to a community over 3,000 of the best chiropractors in the world. I've actually worked with these guys before, and let me tell you, they're the real deal. ChiroUp is a goldmine of protocols from over 120 conditions we deal with every day, all neatly packed into one online hub. Why does this matter? Because not only are you able to diagnose smarter and faster, but you can also get this information into the hands of your patients in just four clicks, and they're 100% backed by evidence. How cool is that? But here's what really got me hooked. ChiroUp is all about stepping up the game in chiropractic care. I'm all for that, and I know you are too, because you're listening to this podcast. Seriously, if you haven't checked them out yet, drop everything and head to chiroup.com forward slash Christy. That's C-H-I-R-O-U-P forward slash C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E dot com. You'll be able to set up a free 14-day account with no payment information needed. Once you see what's in there and fall in love with it, use the code CHRISTY15 to save some cash. Start now and you'll thank me later. Trust me on this one. This code is valid for new subscribers only. All right, last but not least, someone asked, debt-free versus bank loan um, or debt? To, to get a practice going and starting and stuff like that. And, and I'm not an expert here. Just going to give you a, a, a kind of a couple things, but it's not going to be a, a full effort because I hate telling people to take on debt. But it's interesting, right? If you were a veterinarian, and I've, and I've kind of talked about this before, uh, or a dentist, like you couldn't just open up a rinky-dink operation inside of a gym. No offense to anybody that's inside of a gym. I've been there before, so... Uh, it worked out really good for me and it works out really good for a lot of people. But I, like I opened up one room inside of this beat up old gym back in 2007 and you know, you can't really, and I was able to shoestring it, but you can't really do that. Um, as a veterinarian or a dentist, like you got to really get an office space. You need a team, you need all this equipment, like it's expensive. And so they, for the, you know, unless they come from you know, serious money, they take out a a business loan and they start a business with a business loan. And yes, they have student loan debt, just like you do. Yes, I do know that their earning potential can be higher, uh, but I also know a lot of chiropractors that make a lot of money. I know a lot of chiropractors that make a lot of money. So if you think you have a limited earning potential, it might be more of a limited mindset. And that's something that MCM, we're trying to get chiropractors to, um, to overcome because we've all been there. But I know a lot of chiropractors doing very well, doing better than vets and even better than some dentists. But yes, I know that the potential earning ceiling for them can be considerable. 
but they're taking on debt to open up a legitimate business that is nice, that has nice equipment, that is a good experience when people walk in and, I, and they feel like they're going to see a doctor. You wouldn't go to your veterinarian if they were running an operation at the back of a CrossFit gym, right? Again, nothing wrong with the chiropractor that's in the CrossFit gym, but you get the point. And so they're forced to take on a loan to open up a legitimate operation right out of the gates. As chiropractors, we can kind of shoestring it. And it's okay. I've shoestring. I did it in the gym. And then when I opened my own practice in Boca Raton here in 2010, I rented one room inside of an orthopedic office, which I think is a great option for a lot of chiropractors. It was a very nice office and it looked professional. And when people walked in, it was like, oh, wow, this is a great office. I hired a front desk person right away. So they came in and they think, this is, this is amazing. And it was so much better for me than it was when I was inside of a, a gym. So if you can start finding an ortho or a uh, primary care doctor that's looking to rent a room, that would be the way I would go if you really got to open up on a shoestring budget and you want to go debt-free. But you got to get out and you got to get your own space at some point. And so you better start saving money or you better get comfortable with taking out a business loan. I know a lot of chiropractors that have bought chiropractic practices and that takes a loan to do that. And it has, for the most part, for most of them, it has um, sped up the process of having a busier practice that has more revenue and has more profits. So I know a lot of chiropractors that have taken on debt to open up a business. Again, putting all of our student loans aside, because I know you already have it, but they have decided to take on another loan to open up a full business out of the gates with a team or buy a practice and things like that. And that tends to, it tends to speed up the process of getting to where you want to versus opening up from scratch, no debt, shushing budget, running a room out of places. For me, I did it in 2010, like I mentioned. Um, I was able to do it in low overhead and, and I was very fortunate to ramp up pretty quickly. And with three, within three years, I had enough money to put down a, do, a down payment on a $450,000 um, piece of real estate. And it was actually more than that because it, it was 450 for the real estate. It was uh, 150 to build it out. And I had furniture, fixtures, equipment. Like it was a big, it was a nice chunk of loan for me at 33 years old, but I had enough money to put a down payment on that. And it was like 20% down, I think, to, to do all that. Plus, they still wanted me to have some money. Uh, that's the thing. Was when you try to get a loan, they don't want you draining every penny you have because they want to make sure you have a little bit extra so you don't go broke. And so I was able to do that then. Um, and so I was able to save money. So if you get into a low-cost operation with no debt, save as much money as you can to potentially get your own space. And at that point, when you feel like you've got some liquidity and some stability and your business actually is growing and could sustain a new office space that you're renting or buying, whatever, then that's where it makes sense um, to take out that. And that's just my thoughts on it. I don't have a yes or no on it. I know people have done both with each, uh, but it's not wrong to take on a small business debt to actually open up or buy or, um, or grow a practice faster. All right. Those are the seven topics that I had for you today. I hope that was helpful. If you have any questions that feel free to email me, Kevin at moderndeskjockey.com, and I will help you out as much as I can. Have a great week and talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you want to make the shift from busy, broke, and broken to time-free and cash confident, or you just want to continue with the exponential growth, Check us out at modernchiropracticmarketing.com. Look at the MCM Mastery tab. Watch the short video on there and check out what we are doing now for evidence-informed chiropractors. 
We are equal parts coaching and marketing done for you. Yes, you shoot some videos, we help you with campaign strategies and ideas and really become a thought leader in your community. You shoot those videos, you send them to us, we produce, edit, and brand them to you. Then we distribute them through all of your channels. We also take them and we turn it into one good blog per month. And every other month, we have Darcy Sullivan producing a robust blog with a topic that you pick from her database to help with your SEO. So we essentially become your content marketing agency to make sure your practice is always having ethical, elegant content marketing to help grow your practice. On the coaching side, we also help you with everything from marketing ideas to business, communications, finances, anything practice growth and really try to help prevent you from being stuck on that island. And we hold you accountable. We have a great group of doctors that are just doing amazing things. And we look forward to help you out to take that next step in your practice. So again, check us out at modernchiropracticmarketing.com and learn more.